Footy, food and friends. Josh Squared. Footy, food and friends. Josh Squared. Do fans squeeze ya? Josh Squared. Yeah. Radio Dolph, we have a huge episode in store for our squares. Um, it was a we had a lot of fun doing it. Um, but before we do jump into it, we just wanted to give a shout out to um, our five major sponsors of the show. Um, as yeah, they're going to be doing it tough, aren't they, Dolph? Yeah, that's it for sure. Um, so first one we want to talk about was Adam and Eve. Um, big shout out to Breezy there. He's doing a great job. Um, obviously, Cafe in Quarry Hill. Um, still doing takeaway coffees. I've been going for walks, going to grab them in the mornings, best coffee in Bendigo, um, and also doing takeaway um, meal packs as well for those interested in some food. Uh, so he's doing a great job. Get around him. Yeah, the Resi Hotel, another one of our major sponsors, uh, they're doing takeaway meals, uh, dinner, lunch and dinner time every day, I'm pretty sure. The meals there are unreal, reasonably priced, and they're very quick and easy to deal with. They've also got a promotion on at the moment for you beer lovers or alcohol lovers like us boys that um, buy a pint and get a pint free, basically. So you go online, cut, they've teamed up with Carlton Draft and you buy a um, pint and then you basically get two when they reopen up. So yeah, that, you could really use that support as well and excellent food. So jump down the Resi Hotel in Kennington. Yeah, and uh, talking about the pubs, it really just does get the mouth watering in it, getting one off the tap. Um, the Queen's Arms Hotel, they're still they're going as well. Um, they're only running Fridays and Saturdays at the minute, 5.30 to 8, 8.30. Um, just call up for takeaway meals. Um, I'm not sure if they're doing the, the pint deal, but, um, yeah, they've, uh, in my opinion, best burgers in the pub in Bendigo. So, um, yeah, get right around them. Um, give them all the support as well. Excellent. We love the Red in the Queens. And we also love uh, Stratford State Takeaway, Nico's Fish and Chip Shop. I know they are still... Um, serving, operating normal hours, sorry. So I think it's Wednesday to Sunday. Uh, they're still serving, so they could really use the uh, business as well as they're a small business. And it is excellent fish and chips. The flake there and the super there are unbelievable. So make sure you get down and support Stratford State Takeaway as well. And finally, big shout out to um, Paddy Cummins and Jake McCulloch, the boys that run Ecotech Electrical. If there is any um, sort of electrical work you need done at your house or business um, during these times, get around those boys. They do a fabulous job. Um, and uh, they also specialise in um, security sort of spyware as well for houses. So um, to all those businesses, you know, we're, we're still backing in and, you know, we're all going to get through this. And um, I think it's great um, if... Locals can get around locals and um, yeah, get through these times. No, Dolph. Spot on. Beautiful. We've got the big Milne dog on next. Enjoy. And I think you can just hit stop. Rightio, Squares. We're back in business. We've been in isolation for a little while. Um, Dolph and I are not the best tech experts, so it's taken us a little while to figure out how we can still um, get in contact with people and, and do recordings. But we think we've wrapped our heads around it. And uh, gee whiz, we are uh, blessed with probably our best guest so far um, on Josh Squared. Dilfie Boy, would you like to care to introduce um, the big fella? I will. Uh, yes, it is probably our be biggest guest other than Jordan Wilson. I reckon Jordan Wilson probably takes the cake. But um, this week on Josh Squared, we have Stephen Milne joining us. So welcome, Milne. 
Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. Um, yeah, so we got you on. So we are, we're not very tech savvy, so it took us a while to get this up and going. But Melody's got poor internet wherever he is down in Melbourne. You don't get that in Bendigo. So if you lived here, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> Beautiful Cheltenham, mate. No dramas here. All good. Bad internet. That's it. It actually says at the top right now, Stephen Milne's iPhone network is low. So Cheltenham, Cheltenham's... I can, I can hear you loud and clear. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, that's all right. No, we're all good. So, how's ISO been treating you? What have you been up to? I've uh, been very bored, mate. I've uh, bought a pool table. Um, watched the missus put it together. Um, I'm, the, I'm the worst handyman you'll ever see. So, <laughs> I've been uh, trying to keep a little bit fit. Trying to do an hour, hour and a half walk a day. Um, roaming the streets and a few push-ups. But other than that, mate, I've been watched a lot of Netflix. I've watched The Test. I've watched The Man City, um, All or Nothing. The uh, rugby union one as well. So I've been watching a few sport docos. Nice. Any on Good yourself? Good work, Melanie. Watching any on yourself? Oh, there's been a few pop up here and there that I might click on, but. Long time ago now. Stevie, now you probably don't know this, but we're, we're a bit of a cooking show. So um, whilst we do get footy boys on, it's um, the, the yep. main gist is see how they go in the kitchen. Uh, how do you fare in the kitchen, mate? And what's your go-to meal? No, I didn't know that. Um, and I don't have a go-to. Um, I'm the old chicken Kiev's out of the uh, box. I haven't cooked for 30 years, boys. So um, I'm, good on the barb- I'm good on the barbie. And that's about it. But um, no, I'm, I'm useless in the kitchen. So I'm very happy to be doing this uh, over the phone because if I got you over, it'd be an old snag in bread and a bit of, bit of sauce and a bit of mustard. They're very basic. We have had a Barbie before, actually, on the show, and uh, yeah, they didn't score too well. <laughs> <laughs> so lucky, I've, uh, I've lucked in. I've lucked in. So yeah, you've got, beautiful. You, you were saying you've got um pool table. So have you taken up any new hobbies since you've been in lockdown? Because I know you're a busy man. So being at home <laughs> would be absolutely terrible for you. Is there anything you've taken up? So you've got a pool table. Are you any good at that? Um, not too bad. No. After a couple of beers, I'm okay, but not sober. Um, I've actually taken up washing the dishes because my dishwasher shit itself. So, <laughs> so each morning. I thought um, you get Tyson to do that. No, I wish. I wish he would. Um, no, nah, mate. So it's been very basic here. The missus is off, off as well and a bit of homeschooling. So that's uh, pretty tough. Some of the questions that a grade five's doing. Um, mate, I can't even answer them. So I don't know how you go in there, Dawson. You're a teacher. Yeah, I'm a grade five teacher, actually, but we don't ask me on here. I don't want you to embarrass me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very tough. Some of the questions I've seen, mate, I've just had to pass it to the missus. I've got no idea. Uh, Melanie, mate, whilst you went in the kitchen, obviously you had a great footy career, but um, where'd you, can you give us a bit of an insight to sort of where you played your junior years and that sort of thing and um, how you got drafted? Yep. Yep, I was uh, brought up in Montana South. I played all my juniors at kind of Knoxfield Bulldogs um, and then moved across to Hampton Park um, under 16. So went there and then after that, I got uh, obviously picked up by the Dandenong Stingrays. So I played 97, 98 for the, um, for the Mighty Stingrays and lost the flag in 98 when Adam Goods kicked six or seven in the granny. Um, and then after that, got overlooked by uh, many clubs and did a pre-season at Frankston and then got asked to come and play a pracky match um, for the Essendon Reserves, um, Adam Amanaskis, good mate of mine. So he asked me to come and play and um, I played a couple of packing matches, kicked a few and I got asked to, um, for a spot on the list, on the supplementary list where you get $300 a game. So I played every game there. Yeah, even I get more than that. Big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> this was 1999, Bill. So this is a lot, long time ago. 
Um, and then we won the grand final that year in the twos. Um, we beat St Kilda and then St Kilda picked me up the year after in the rookie draft. And that's how I kind of got my, uh, kind of got my go. Um, yeah, through that way, I had to do it the hard way. So I played about 60 VFL games before I played my first AFL game. Were there any other clubs looking at you other than St Kilda or did you have any much other interest after you got overlooked or not really? Uh, Essendon were keen. They were, they were going to take me in the rookie draft, they said. Um, but kind of St Kilda took me before they did. So Essendon obviously come runners-up. No, they lost the prelim that year in 99 and then they won it in 2000. So I was probably lucky that I went to St Kilda who were kind of struggling at the time because if I had to stay at Essendon, I probably wouldn't have got a game for a while because they had... Moorcroft, McEwey, Heffernan, Blumfield, all uh, some gun forwards. And when I went to the Saints, they were on the bottom and, and really struggling. So, and it was and only Mil- 20 Mil- minutes. Dog took them to the top. Yeah, basically, mate. Yeah, it was pretty tough. But it was, um, nah, we struggled for a few years and then we kind of come good. Uh, 04, 05. So we had about eight years there. We were, we were pretty good. And unfortunately, just missed the um, chocolates on a couple of occasions. Yeah, so yeah, led- still. Yeah, keep going, Speech. I was going to say, still, still, you know, hanging your hat on what a great career it was um, and, you know, successful for those years. Um, what would you say your, your biggest achievement has ever been um, in footy? Oh, I suppose making um, the grand finals. That was like pretty full on. If, you, if you, you're growing up and see West Coast um, supporters, a few, few um, posters in the background. If, you, if you're growing up and yeah. you know, I was a Hawthorne supporter growing up, so all I wanted to do is just, you know, watch the Hawthorne grand final. 20 times to play one, one AFL game than to, you know, sit back now after being out for seven years to know that I've played in a couple of grand finals. That was probably the biggest achievement I've got and a few kind of accolades um, along the way for a few milestone games. But after winning that kind of prelim to know that you're going into an AFL grand final, was, um, it was a bit surreal. And to get how close we got was, uh, you know, was pretty special. Yeah. Absolutely, it'd be amazing. Oh, I couldn't even imagine it. You know, like um, yeah, it was it was pretty full on, and um, yeah, it, it was it was a bit like that. The uh, grand final parade was pretty full on, and a lot of the same supporters are, are pretty loose. So they um they, they come out in droves and were going nuts. So it was a pretty pretty special time, but um it goes that quick. As I say to the the current players at the moment, just make the most of it because it goes that quick. You can career can be over before you know it. Yeah. Do you still have much to do with St Kilda at the moment? Or in oh, well, Tyson, Tyson was in, in the father-son program and this year um, they started a brotherhood program. So I'm kind of looking after about five or six players, just kind of outside of footy, just a bit of advice. And um, if they want to talk footy, they can. If they want to talk, you know, what I've been through or if they've got any trouble. So I've got about five of the, the, uh, the, the forwards that I kind of look after and just touch base. Once a month, go for coffee, go for dinner. Um, it's, it's been a bit challenging, obviously, at the moment because I haven't been at the club. But um, you, don't you, know, they, they, they go- you don't invite them over for oh, Canadian bread. If, if, if we <laughs> if we go back to stage two, I might be able to get ten people, and I might be able to. If I get them over now, they'll put, um, no, my luck, they'll get fined, and they'll we'll be fined fifteen grand. Hey, Dorf. Yeah. How good's beer? Yeah. Good. Well, what you should do is you should go to the Queen's Arms Hotel and tip in a few cold ones and have a burger. Bloody beautiful. I should. And you should go to the Reservoir Hotel and get a beer and eat a pizza. Are they pretty good? Very good. Delish. Delish.
Who's your um, toughest opponent do you reckon you've ever played on when you're in the AFL? Oh, there's been a few. I had a few, few, few uh, um, blues of a few, but probably Jared Crouch um, from Sydney and Mark McVeigh. They were two that, um, that every time I played Sydney or Essendon, they played on me every single week. So I knew it was going to be a, a bit of a tough game. And um, Jared Crouch is one of them guys that didn't go for the ball. So the ball was there. Um, and his job was just to stop me from basically kicking goals. So where Mark McVeigh, he was a bit opposite. He got the ball as well. But every time you got the ball, you knew you earned it. He would rub your face in the dirt and a few dirty tactics. And I had a, a Lenny Fortius um, in Sydney about two months ago and Mark McVeigh was up there and we had a few few good stories about the days he used to play on me. So they're, they're probably the two that were easily the hardest I played on. And I suppose on the flip side, um, you know, who's the best you've ever had as a teammate or, or even just um, playing against, I suppose, but yeah. best players? Are we, talking, are, we, are we on the field or off the field here, Squid? Uh, we, we're keeping <laughs> it on. We're keeping it on. <laughs> the off-field's coming. Don't worry about that. Um, on the field, there was kind of um, the three, Rob Harvey, Nick Rewalt, Lenny Hayes are probably the three that, you know, I, I kind of played with. Probably Lenny and Harves were kind of, um, you know, midfield warriors and just... Um, animals at the ball and really skillful and then obviously Rui was just a absolute workhorse and you know he would run 17, 18 k's during the day and um, you know put a few people in hospital um, a few opponents over the years from just pure exhaustion um, can't remember the, the player but there was one from Port Adelaide and West Coast that they, they played on Rui, I can't remember exactly who it was but that day we found out during the week that um, they'd spent a night on the trip because they were just pure exhaustion, just chasing Rui's, you know, backside up and down the ground all day. So they're easily the three best that I've played with. And, and, and probably Rui takes a cake, you know, a, a little bit over the other two just because of his completely work ethic, just on and off the field. He was, you know, he was a great leader and, um, you know, nearly took us to the, you know, to the ultimate. Yeah. I'm glad you bring up Nick Rewalt too because um, Jaden Donaldson actually wanted us to ask you, have you ever seen more marks? Have you ever seen more marks in a game than the 2015 Grand Final when he took 16? <laughs> and is he a better mark than Nick Rewell? <clears throat> Mitch Stiff in the um, 15 granny. I thought um, Jade would have got Norm Smith, but he didn't. But oh, he's, um, uh, he's still of... salty about that too. Don't bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jade, absolutely gun bloke and a gun player. He was a big catalyst in us going back to back in the 14-15 uh, storm flags and I, was, I spoke to him last night he knew I was coming on and he wanted me to give him a mention so you gave him a mention before and I was spewing because we got the five year reunion for the 15 flag this year and we had the one for the 14 flag last year so we'll have to uh, um, have to do it later in the year hopefully it does yeah sure um, so leading in what you were saying before who's your best the best off field teammate you've got so who got, when you're at the Saints who obviously yep. went the hardest Back then, yeah, well, obviously, um, yeah, a few of the boys, but Stevie Baker is probably one who um, came up to the storm in 2014, and he's still he's 40 years of age now, and you know, one of my best mates. But he's a guy that can, you know, can't have one beer and relax; he has to have a hundred or none. So he's just full on the whole time. So if you're around Steve um, Bakes, he's just the best fun and um, does some does some weird and crazy stuff, but it's always in you know in good stead and. He's, um, as all the Storm boys know, he's, uh, he's one loose unit, but he would easily take the cake for uh, best off field and, and saying that best on the field, if you start a blue on the field or anything that I've got in a bit of trouble, Stevie would be there to, to help me out because <laughs> I couldn't fight my way to a wet paper bag. <laughs> uh, you need those guys in your team. Uh, you know, every team has them, I think. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Just get, 
getting down dirty. Um, yeah. Now, Mildy, we're going to f- quickly fire out six questions to you, and you just one word answer. Just first bloke that comes to your head, okay? Yep. All right. Most hardworking. Stephen Baker. Most lazy. Uh, most lazy. Oh, most lazy. Most lazy. Aussie Jones. Most, most talented. Uh, most talented. Lenny Hayes. Most annoying. Uh, a lot of people will probably say me, um, but most annoying, probably Jaron Geary. <laughs> uh, best, <laughs> best player. Best player, Nick Rewell. Worst player. Oh, we had a few over the years. Um, I can't do oh, We had a guy, Justin Sweeney, who played one game and used to have a few darts <laughs> at the back of training. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, he, he's probably, yeah, he, he was lucky to make a list. <laughs> it's a little scrapper. Um, <laughs> you say that yeah, you say yeah. that you're um, that you're lazy. Oh, I mean, the most annoying. So, what's the best spray that you ever copped off the coach? Oh, the, the, I think Dale put one. Um, Tyson showed me one last week. We played a game up in Sydney, um, and it was raining. And I used to, I used to, used to have the screws, but the screws used to hurt my feet. So I. Which is this is going to be a bit of a weird story, but I used to wear one screw on my left, but then I used to wear a blade on my right. So just because I used to try and step up on my left foot, so we get up to Sydney and I think we've won fourteen or fifteen straight, and we played a game and I fell over, uh, you know, heaps of times during that game, and I think going to kick one, and we get to the meeting during the week, and um, Ross wanted to know what kind of shoes I wore. I wore. Um, and I went, had to go to the boot room and get the shoes and I, I brought them back. And he thought I was joking because I had one stud and then one blade. And he grabbed both of the shoes and just threw them against the wall as hard as he can. He goes, if I ever see you wear, if I ever see you wear these again, you will never play again at this footy club. So I, uh, <laughs> I had to bite the bullet and start wearing screws. And I was in a bit of agony <laughs> um, over the next few games. So I didn't want to fall over, but I... I uh, quickly learned how to keep my feet um, better because I still wanted to keep playing. I reckon Ross the boss, cop- he is known for giving, giving people a few sprays. Um, I, know, I know about you boys. I listen to Dylan Fred's podcast and he features on there a lot. Ross, <laughs> Rossi line. I reckon everyone, there's so many sprays going around about people when it rains not wearing screw, um, screw-ins. I remember, um, Milton, you played with him, Matty Ferg once at Sale when <laughs> we was pissing down raining. It's always raining in Gippsland and he picked him up a pair of screw-ins and he's like, Is, how many of you actually have these boots on right now? And there was about two. And he's like going <laughs> off. And he's like, if you all don't have a pair by next week, you won't be playing like going off the head. So I reckon it's a common common thing. Yeah, it is. Spray, no, I, no, I don't think they wear them now because they hurt your feet. Like They literally still hurt your feet. I don't even think they sell them. Yeah. So just, I think you just got to slow down and don't run as fast, <laughs> which I, was, oh, I didn't run as fast anyway. So just don't be silly and run fast and you'll keep your feet. <laughs> You've got to be light on your feet. I know that, um, I know Sharpie, he still wears the screw-ins. I, I copped the absolute full brunt of it to my shins <laughs> last, last season. <laughs> I've got his scars on the front of him. Yeah, yeah he probably wears them. I remember Bakes, did you see Bakes' um, Mike Sheen, what's that called, on the couch, not on the couch, um, AFL 360, uh, maybe? The open mic, open mic. Oh, yeah, Bakes, was, Bakes had, a, had a pair and he, he started sharpening them up before the 09 granny. So we were his <laughs> place and he, he had the knife out and the rocks and he was sharpening them up so they could literally, you know, try and get a few people in, in the shins and in the arms during the game. That, that was pretty funny. He's, he's telling this on live TV. 
That's yeah. how good Bates he is. That's how good he is. He doesn't hold back. I like it. No, yeah, not at all. Hey, Duffy boy. Yeah? Want to go to the cafe? Nah, I'm all good. All good? Funny you say that, because Adam and Eve is all good. I'm talking all good pet friendly. I'm talking all good food. I'm talking all good smoothies and juice. And best of all, all good coffee. Damn straight. So head down and see Breezy at Adam and Eve Cafe in Quarry Hill. It's an excellent food, great coffee. An awesome atmosphere and is a proud sponsor of Josh Squared. Love you, Breezy. All right, this is going to be an off-field question for you. Hypothetically yep. speaking, if COVID-19 restrictions were lifted tomorrow and a private jet had been organised heading straight for Vegas, you've got to pick your squad of six. They can be AFL or just local level boys. Who are you taking? Oh, this, one, um, this one came in from Stingray. Stingray said, "I want to know why and who he would pick from Strat off Strath and wherever, and Saints, and why they would mix well together." <laughs> oh, well, Bates is Bates is one. Um, obviously, just for pure entertainment. Uh, Fraser would be another. The big G train. He um, <laughs> he taught me how to drink, um, and obviously he would be there to the cows come home. Obviously, myself, um, Stingray probably would get, would get a mention. Um, him and Bates together would just be like two peas in a pod. They would just they would hit it off. Obviously, they didn't they didn't fourteen, and um, I think they would try and outdo each other and what they would um, what they would try and do. Yeah. Um, JD wants to mention JD would be good for organising every, everything. I, yeah, I think he still is good he can, for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is good, and he can hold his own JD um, on the liquor. Um, and another left field one, which um, uh, I was going to say Aussie, but I'll probably take Ross Lyon um, just to throw the, the mix up a bit. Um, Ross is an old kind of fit, Fitzroy Doncaster boy, and he owns a few pubs in Fitzroy that we still go to, um, you know, every now and then before COVID nineteen was a was a thing. So there, that'll be a, a different crew, and then if we get in any trouble, Ross can kind of get us out of it. <laughs> so we got Ross Lyon, you got Dizzle, you got yourself. Stingray Hall, uh, the G train, and, and Bakes. Steve Bakes. That is a crew, isn't it? Who do you reckon is bigger, <laughs> Fraser Garrick or JD? <laughs> oh shit! I would like to see JD play on Fraser. Actually, that would be um, that would you'd be. Get, I reckon good. You'd, you'd get the throat strangle. I reckon <laughs> you would. Do you think of, that was on? Yeah, keep going. Tell, yeah, tell us about nah, the G Train, mate. Were you, were you playing that game when G Train gave away three fifties in a row? I, I was. It was on the other day, actually. Um, <laughs> or, or the whole it was on. It was on Saints TV, and I seen it. And yeah, he lost his marbles that day. <laughs> Fair to say, but the G Train just an absolute ripper bloke. Doesn't like not, not he doesn't like people. He just likes his own company, and um, literally he took me under his wing when I first started playing, and just a real genuine guy. Um, yeah, he came up the storm for Sporty. What was that, Spider? Um, yeah, one year, but just um, absolute charismatic kind of guy. Love, loves his drink, loves a good time, um, but just doesn't like uh, the spotlight. <laughs> um, yeah. Obviously, he's, he's, he's um, in hibernation at the moment and doesn't get out, but um, he's, uh, he's a good man, G. Good man. Is it true that he can bench 170 kilos? Yeah, so I was there the day he did that. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Did he bench you? 
What would you be about? Oh, e- e- easily. Wet? <laughs> yeah, back in the day, maybe about eighty-five now, ninety now. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, he was a strong man. He was a strong man that that day. I thought his I thought his um, pecs were going to pop off. Um, yeah, I think it was one sixty-five or one seventy once, which was uh, an unbelievable effort. That is so. That is. I can't even comprehend that. That is so much weight to be benching. You just even try and lift it yourself. Like, not even standing up. Not even lying down. It's, <laughs> oh. uh, it's full on. And yeah. he's still fit as a fiddle now. Gee, he's uh, killing it in business and he keeps pretty fit. And yeah, he used he's to be a bit man. of a gym junkie in the day. But, oh, big man. Big man yeah. and just a ripper on the field. You know, he, he's, him and Barry Hall used to try and save me from when I was trying to do little smart-ass things on the field. And he would what? come up and strangle a few people and... And stuff like that. Yeah, you walk like, a bit taller. You walk a bit taller with G Train and Baz on the field. Oh yeah, and I was only a baby then, 21, 22. So I'd start a few little, few little skirmishes and then run away and let them finish it for me. <laughs> you didn't want to front up to them too, would you? Oh no, nah. I just said something before. Apparently Barry Hall and Sonny Bill are going to have a go. That'd be a little fight to watch. Do you still keep in contact with Barry? Were you mates with him when you were there, or just yeah? I haven't spoken to him for a while. Bakes are still pretty. Close to, um, to, to Baz, so sent him about a year or two ago, but um, not as much as kind of the, the current day or Fraser and, and Oz and stuff. So, but good man, Baz, good man. Smartsy wanted Bloody me to man. ask you, he just wanted me to say this name, and he <laughs> said you'll probably just laugh, Trevor Hendy. Ah, <laughs> oh, Trevor. <laughs> well, look, I had to Google him, yeah. He's like an Iron Man yeah. or something, isn't he? Yeah, Iron Man champion. And a quick story that Trevor loved this. So, uh, we call... Smutsy and I call each other Trev. So there's a famous story that Scott Waters um, got Trevor Hendy in to do a talk before the Gold Coast game. Um, and his mum always used to say to Trevor Hendy, no matter if it's raining, if it's snowing, if it's hail, if it's windy, he always used to look out the um, window in the morning of a Saturday morning before a race meet. And he would go, what are the, what are the conditions like, Trev? And the mum would yell out, perfect conditions, Trev. So no matter if it was raining or windy or sunny, his mum always his mum his always said perfect conditions, Trev. So there was no excuse. So you know, so he rolled out out of bed and it was raining this morning. He kind of had an excuse. So Trevor Handy told the playing group this story and it just went straight over my head. I'm going, oh, this is real, is it? Um, so I've told a few of the Storm boys that story, and now yeah, I call Smutty Trev and. Every time, if it's 40 degrees, he'll send me a message saying, perfect conditions, Trevor, if it's pissing down rain, he'll send me a message saying, perfect conditions, Trev. So I think it'll go on till I'm 50 or 60, that story, and we'll still um, send a few messages saying, perfect conditions. So that's the uh, story behind the old famous Iron Man, Trevor Hendy. Yeah, he just did story, but it's he funny. Didn't, he, didn't write, he didn't write anything. He just said, just say Trevor Hendy. He said he'll probably just, he said he'll probably just piss himself and not actually say anything. <laughs> nah, so anyone who wants to know, they can, um, yeah, have a listen and perfect conditions. No excuses, Duff. No excuses. Yeah, well, that's it. Rains, it's, it's all about mindset. If it rains here yes. on a Saturday, if it rains here on a Saturday morning or even a Friday night, I pretty much might as well stay in bed. I am useless. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I can half do is mark, and if it rains, then pull that to bed. That's not happening. Get the long stops in, Duffy. Oh, I'm shocked. <laughs> I hate them. Um, Stevie, before we before we move on to there, we've got sort of two more things that we we get all our guests to do. Um, but before yep. we do that, just one more question, and it's it's back to the, sort of that BFL level. Who or do you reckon there was anyone? It could be probably more than one um, that probably were of the caliber of of AFL standard. 
could have made it. Oh, um, either at Strass or someone you opposition people. Yeah, um, at Strass. Oh, pretty tough. Sharpie's probably the one that I go back to. Um, you know, for goal to do what he's done at his age, and even before I got there. Um, you know, he, he's probably the one that if he, you know, put his mind to it and um, wanted to move away from Bendigo. I know he tried a couple of years ago and kind of hurt his knee again. Um, and it's a little bit different because obviously Sharpie plays that kind of full forward kind of position where I was the kind of same as a junior as well. So when I got to um, kind of that, that level, I had to change to be a small forward pocket. So obviously Sharpie played that um, in 2014, but years before that, he was kicking, as Dasha would say, you know, kicking goals everywhere. And then when I left, he's kicked, you know, over 100 two or three times. So, um, Sharp would have been the one that, that, that I would have picked that I would have loved just to, you know, give a really good go at VFL just to see what happens. But obviously, circumstances change and, um, you know, he's doing what he's doing now and do, doing great things. And I just, I've seen him want to flag in Nightcliff, you know, a few weeks ago. So, he's probably the one that, um, growing up, if he didn't have a couple of knees and um, wanted to move, um, he would have been the one would I liked. And there was a guy called Shannon Rioli, who I played up at, at St Mary's. Um, obviously, you know the f- famous Rioli name. I played a year with him, um, and he was only twenty. And some of the things he did, um, you know, some of the things the Ab- Aboriginal boys can do up there was pretty was pretty frightening. And um, I told our recruiting guy he had a look at him, but he said he was kind of a bit skinny. So they're probably the two that kind of come to mind uh, just off the top of my head. Yeah. There are little hidden gems like that all over the place, aren't there? I mean, because a lot has to go right to, to make oh, it. Oh, there is. And, and, they've, and they've got they've got a one who and um, so, you know, and it, it is a big move from, you know, go that goes to the country to, to Melbourne to have a go and you've got to leave your family and, and kids and all that. So there's um, you know, guns all over the place, but it just depends. You've got to be at the right place at the right time and all that kind of stuff as well. So, G'day, Tommy Dunham. How you going, mate? Yeah, not good, Josh. My house has just been broken into. Been broken into, mate? You're joking. Nah, broken into. Everything's gone. Mate, I've got the perfect setup for you. Go and see Pat Cummins and Jack McCulloch. That's Pat Cummins and Jack McCulloch. Not the, not the fast bowler for Australia, but the big, young, strapping ecotech warrior. They'll sort you out, mate. They uh, specialise in sparkiness and also installing security systems. Go hit them up. Bloody oath. I'll be right there. On your boys. Yeah. Shout out. Right. So every every guest that we get on, I was meant to send I sent this to you, but obviously I know must have gone to junk or something, so you would have got a heads up, but I'm sure you'll be able to answer it. So I was a bit love... busy. I was a bit busy doing nothing. Yeah, I was gonna say if you had if you had when I messaged Geordie Wilson said, Do you reckon Milne will come on? I said if he says no, I wanna be that angry because he'll be sitting at home doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> so it's a good time it's a good time to try and get Get a few celebrities on because normally we have to settle for people like Jordan Wilson and Sharpie and <laughs> JD. Well, I think it's nearly my nap time, actually. Nah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> better, better hang up then. Um, so we, Squidgy and I both have, uh, he's got a Cavoodle, I've got a Groodle. We love our pets and we love our dogs especially. <laughs> so is there any pet, a memorable pet or a, a um, story that you've had from when you're a child? So a, a pet that you had, whether it's a dog or whatever it was, that you remember yeah. there was either that most of these stories end up turning out that the pet died some way. So it's normally yeah. a budgie or a fish or something. Is there anything that pops to mind when you think of a memorable pet? 
and when you're nah, a, it's not because I'm a, I don't know if someone told you I hate pets. I like. Oh, I knew you hate birds like actually. For some reason, I've, there's a there's a little story that I don't know if it's true, but I reckon we had a had a dog for a year or two years ago, and I don't know if it bit me or something. So <laughs> mum and dad reckon there's a rumor that that's why I don't like pets. So even that, even now, like I just don't like them. They make me itchy. They've yarked Stasha and Allison. Um, you know, every time I go to their house, they've got a couple of dogs and a couple of cats. So I just get itchy and get 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 a bit nervous. But um, and all this, all this, and what's freaky about this? Because you don't like dog. I've got you know friends and family and friends that have animals. They all, dogs. They always come up to you. Like you don't even touch it. Don't look at it. But all of a sudden, I, I uh, snuck into a. Or I did a quote last Friday, if you want to call it that. And I went to a guy's house and he's got this cat. And the cat's about to die. It's 18 years old. And next thing, the cat's like, it's trying to jump up on me. And I'm trying to flick it away. And the guy reckons he's never done that to anyone in 18 years. <laughs> and then the, the, missus, the missus come home and she's going, oh, some, whatever its name was, Shih Tzu or something, go, oh, Shih Tzu tried to jump on Milne. And go, what? That's never done that in 18 years. So it's funny how if you don't like something, they just come up to you and try and touch you and hump your leg and make me itchy. So I hate cats. I do, re- <laughs> I do. I yeah. do remember actually now when we went one night after footy, we were back at that Mill Street house that we all lived in, me and Duffy and Johnsy and that, and we had that rainbow lorikeet, the bird, and you were, we, we kept letting it out, and you were locking yourself in the room, and you're like going off about putting it away. You were petrified. Yeah, it's pretty freaky. Yeah, I don't like that kind of stuff. But if I did, um, if I did have a pet, I'd probably you know pick a pet monkey or something just to you know tell him what to do, like, like the one off Hangover. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool But I'd, I think I would get a couple of easy diseases If I had one of them yes. uh, Yeah, right yeah. Well, good, good that we got that cleared up for us um, For all our listeners <laughs> um, <laughs> um, The greatest small forward does not like pets <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news um, Look, thanks so much for making time for us, mate um, You know it's, we really appreciate it and it's been a great little insight into sort of a few of the things in the Benio League, but also your career at Saints and, and all those sort of things. Um, yep. Before we let you go, we, we sort of have a thing where we get to put someone on skull cam. So basically, they, whoever you nominate, they have to upload a video, send a video to, to our show um, of them sculling a beer or, or a beverage of <laughs> a beer of uh, a beverage of your choice. You can sort of nominate a beer as, or, or wine or whatever you want to do. But um, yeah. yeah, is there anyone that you'd like to put on scale cam? Uh, cam. Let me think. Um, if, it be, if it can be an upper class person that you know that would do it, that would really help the show. But no pressure. <laughs> I'll put I'll put Stephen Baker on there. Obviously, I heard that he's going to try and come on on this uh, famous show that I'll have to start listening to on my walk. So I'll um. I'll put uh, I'll put Bakes up there, so um, he'll he'll do it for sure. Beautiful, Stephen Baker, your own skull cam, brother. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <Steve. laughs> nice. Yeah, that, they've got Bakes. You've got twenty four hours to upload it to our page once this episode goes out. Otherwise, you're in big trouble. We'll have to come. come <laughs> pay, we'll have to come. We'll have to come pay you a visit. Yeah, we'll come for you, mate. Yeah, thanks uh, very much for that, Milne. Obviously, yeah. No, no good... drums, boys. Cheers. Yeah, awesome. Pleasure. Thanks, Milne. See ya. Right. I'm real. Thanks, thanks mate. Talk soon. Cheers. Cheers See you, boys. Bye. Eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. <laughs>